Here's the thing with entrepreneurship. When we are starting, people come to us because of what we have to sell. But at some point, we want them to come to us because of who we are. Finding your differentiator and communicating it effectively is going to help you speed up this process of why people not only choose your business, but also why they're willing to pay more for it and promote it to their friends. This is the Branding Business School Podcast, the go-to business and marketing podcast for ambitious women looking to start and scale profitable businesses. Learn from your host, Victoria Marcoulier, how to build a powerhouse brand in this online era without sacrificing your sanity or misplacing your priorities. We support the dreamers and the disruptors and are showing up weekly to teach you practical advice on what it takes to become the go-to in your industry. Operating an online business as a female entrepreneur looks different these days, and thanks to us, so does business school. Welcome to the Branding Business School podcast. So what the heck is a differentiator? In branding, your differentiator is either one unique thing that sets you apart from your competition or several unique things about your business that help you differentiate from other people in your industry. So we're going to look at a couple big brands first to help us paint the picture, and then we'll dial it in and see how we can do this in our own small businesses too. So it's only fitting that we start with Chick-fil-A, but Chick-fil-A, in my opinion, has quite a few differentiators from other fast food chains. Um, And you probably know them. That's the whole point of a differentiator is it's what you're remembered for. So what do we all think of when we think of Chick-fil-A? We think of my pleasure, right? It is a customer service focused company. Um, They also hold traditionally conservative values like being closed on Sundays. Um, I think that Chick-fil-A has a higher quality product in terms of the food that they offer. So overall, they're just a very consumer focused company. And I think that puts them in a different category from other fast food chains like McDonald's or Burger King or Hardee's and a lot of the other ones that might come to mind when we're talking about fast food. Another brand um, that I want to talk about is Warby Parker. So Warby Parker uh, is fresh on my mind right now because I just got my home try-ons. And speaking of home try-ons, this is one of their differentiators. If you're not familiar with Warby Parker, I'm sure you are. So if you're not familiar with their home try-on program, let me enlighten you. Warby Parker decided to take the traditional lens buying experience and make it a little bit easier, make it a little bit more appealing to the millennial or the Gen Zer. And they allow you to still have that experience of trying on frames, actually putting them on your face and picking out the ones that you like best without having to go into the store. So I have been somebody who's had to wear glasses for 10 years and I've done every type of experience, going to the eye doctor to buy lenses, going to places like America's Best, which in my opinion is America's Worst. Sorry, it just is. I've had a really terrible experience. Um, And then I've had the experience of Warby Parker. And I can tell you that I will never buy lenses from anywhere else other than Warby Parker now. They have, I'm about to make my I think fourth or fifth purchase from them. It's got to be fifth. Um, And they have differentiated um, because of this home try-on thing. It's kind of their one signature thing that has set them apart and it's why people choose them. Now, of course, every company is going to have some set of differentiators. It's not always just one thing. And I do think Warby Parker does a lot of other things well and and different from other companies that offer what they offer. But the home try-on program is really what helps them scale um, and really what help them to create like a really strong connection to their target audience. So what about your business? How are you supposed to find your differentiator? 
I try to remind people that differentiating does not mean you have to reinvent the wheel. If you attend the Branding Business School, which, shameless plug, opens in just a few weeks, one of the modules that you'll be able to take in there is called Differentiating in Order to Disrupt. And this module is really a deep dive into brand positioning. And one of the things that I share in that module is that, you know, the brands of 30 to 40 years ago, they really did have to reinvent the wheel in order to disrupt their industry. But I think for us, it's actually so much easier now with online and social media and just the things that we have access to. Our brands have personalities now. Um, Our websites can tell a story now. Uh, We have so much insight into our customers. We know their likes. We know their interests. We know what they're eating for dinner even. (laughs) Um, But we can see what our customers are saying now about other companies, and we can even see what they're saying about our own company. And this is things that uh, brands of 30, 40 plus years ago, they just didn't have access to the kind of information that we do now. And really, this is the information we need in order to find our differentiator and really stand out from the competition. So how do we do it? I think it's actually a pretty simple formula. I think it comes down to two things. Uh, Finding your differentiator is going to be a combination of knowing your own unique strengths and skills and then having a really in-depth understanding of your target audience and knowing what they want. So looking at that first thing, knowing our own unique strengths and skills. This is where you have to take time to reflect on what's already setting you apart from your competitors. What are you already doing a little bit differently, Um, whether you're a photographer, you're a coach, you're a realtor, what is it that you're doing a little bit differently? Um, Think about your own experience. You know, why did you start this business? That usually will tell you a lot about what you're doing differently because most of us start our businesses because they, we see that other people who are offering what we want to offer are not quite doing it in the way that we would or the way that we could. So this is a really good uh, place to look for your differentiator. What are you already doing well? What are you already doing a little bit different? Once you have identified your strengths, then you get to use these things to help set you apart from other people in your industry. So kind of knowing your brand story. But the second thing and and the really the more important piece of finding our differentiator for our brand is to really have an in-depth understanding of who we are serving. Because if our unique strengths are not aligned with the people that we're currently serving, that differentiator is not going to work for our branding. We need to make sure that the unique strength and skill sets that we have to offer also align with what our target audience specifically is looking for. So to differentiate yourself from your competitors, it is really important to understand this target audience, this this man or this woman that you are best set up to serve. And sometimes this takes work. You know, it, it always takes work. But you know, conducting market research to learn more about what your customer needs, what their preferences are, what are their pain points that you know you can solve with your business's service, and then using this information to really tailor your products and your services to meet their specific needs and help them stand out from the competition. I'm going to just share the brand story of Brandwell to help paint this picture for you a little bit more um, on a business that maybe is more relatable than Warby Parker or Chick-fil-A. So when I started Brandwell, like most people, I had a service to offer and I was willing to offer it to 
to anyone who needed that service. Um, At the start of this podcast, I shared that at the beginning, people choose you because of what you do. But once you get this right, people will choose you because of who you are. And I've actually really seen this happen in my own business. So at the beginning, people came to Brandwell because I offered website design. But I was also charging way below the competition because that was the only thing I had to sell at the time. It was just website design. There was nothing unique about what I was doing. Over the years though, and really over the first handful of months, this doesn't have to take years, I started to realize that I did have specific skills and personality traits that were more suited to serve the creative female entrepreneur. So rather than building websites for my dad and his buddies, I started to say, you know what, I'm going to kind of narrow down and I'm going to be a web designer serving female entrepreneurs. This is still quite broad, but at the time it was a start. It was how I was slowly starting to differentiate based on my skill sets. I just felt that I was able to relate better to women. Therefore, I could just give them a better customer experience. And that was really important to web design because web design is a long process. And it's something that a lot of my competitors, I could see if I was looking at like other web design agencies, customer experience is where they were falling short. So I knew, okay, if I come in and give a really great customer experience, I'm going to be able to differentiate from these people that are offering web design um, and kind of failing when it comes to the experiencing. But I knew in order to do that, I had to work with people that I could give them a great experience. So that was one way that I started to niche down just based on my skill set. Now, as I got to know my client, as I got to know these women, I started to realize that one of the reasons they were choosing me, if not the reason they were choosing Brandwell, was because I was a woman who started this business and I had built out an all-female team. They wanted to work with a female-owned and operated web design company who could relate to them in their season of life. The amount of women that we work with who have toddlers and babies at home with them on video calls um, is crazy, guys. But that, I'm sure, is because of one of the ways that we have differentiated. Being a female-owned and operated team means that, like, hey, we totally get it if your baby needs to be on our Zoom call this week. Like, there is going to be no shame there. And heck, I might have my baby on the call, too, just to make you feel better. (laughs) So that was one of the ways that I took my unique skills um, and, and what my team already had, our strengths, and I tied it to the desires and the needs of my customers. And I'm always looking at different ways to tie in our strengths with what our customers need. And a lot of times that means we're going to continue to narrow down our pool of who we serve. Differentiating often means that you're going to serve a more niche audience. And that's okay. It's going to be a lot easier to differentiate to a niche audience than to try and differentiate for the masses. So another thing that we have learned over the years of Brandwell is that our strengths and the platform that we build on is really best suited for the service service-based business owner. So not only now are we narrowing down our audience to serving just women, but now we're serving service-based female entrepreneurs. Um, So that was something that because I differentiated my business to not just be a web design agency, to be a female-owned and operated web design agency serving the service-based female entrepreneur, it's getting a lot easier for me to craft my marketing message. And in doing so, I'm just more clear in who I'm speaking to. And I'm able to build relationships with these people so much faster and so much more quickly. And that is the goal of a differentiator. It's why people are choosing you. It's why they're willing to pay more for you. And it's why at the end of the day, they're 
going to promote your business to their friends and online, and they're going to be your brand evangelist and do your marketing for you. So if you love this strategic side of branding and you want to nerd out with me for a few weeks, join the Branding Business School waitlist because what you learn today is really just the tip of the iceberg. In my 10-module course, I am going to teach you not only how to differentiate in order to disrupt, but everything else that you need to know about building a go-to brand in 2023-2024. Doors are opening soon, so head to thebrandingbusinessschool.com slash waitlist to not only get on our waitlist, but to get an exclusive discount during launch week plus several other little goodies in your inbox. So uh, thank you guys for hitting play today on this short and sweet episode. I hope that this gets you one step closer closer to finding your differentiator in your business. Thanks for tuning in to the Branding Business School podcast. If you're looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast and we'll continue to cheer you on week after week by giving you practical advice on how to build your brand. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to thebrandingbusinessschool.com slash podcast. And remember, you don't need an MBA to be the CEO.